The Bible Study Podcast, episode 596. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the Gospel of Mark with the second part of chapter 6. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We pick up Mark 6 in verse 30. We have two different stories today. Jesus feeds the 5,000 and Jesus walks on water. Jesus feeds the 5,000, Mark 6, verse 30. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Then, because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. But many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. By this time it was late in the day, so his disciples came to him. This is a remote place, they said, and it's already very late. Send the people away so that they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered, you give them something to eat. They said to him, that would take more than half a year's wages. Are we going to go and spend that much on bread and give it to them to eat? How many loaves do you have? He asked. Go and see. When they found out, they said five and two fish. Then Jesus directed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties, Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to his disciples to distribute to the people. He also divided the two fish among them all. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up twelve baskets full of broken pieces of bread and fish. The number of the men who had eaten was five thousand. This is one of the signature miracles that Jesus did, and one of the ones that doesn't involve healing. We get a lot of healing miracles in the Gospels, and then we get the two stories, for instance, that we have today that don't involve that, that involve other things that Jesus did that are miraculous. And the interesting thing about this one is we have this story continuing on the story of Jesus sends out the 12. He sends them out in pairs. They're going out and they're preaching repentance and they're driving out demons. They're anointing the sick with oil and healing them, and they come back, and they need some time to debrief. They come back, and they're tired. And they come back, and they haven't even had a chance to eat yet. And so Jesus says, well, let's get away. Let's go basically do a disciple retreat. We're going to take some time by ourselves. And so they get in a boat with an intention of going to a solitary place to be by themselves. But that isn't what happens. What happens is everybody sees them leaving and comes, and when they get to this solitary place, it is no longer a solitary place, but there are thousands of people there. And Jesus looks at the crowd and he says, it looks like sheep without a shepherd. It looks like people who are lost. It looks like people who need some guidance. And so he has compassion on them. He basically says, well, our plan A was we're going to go and do this disciple retreat. That is the thing we need right now. But when he looks at the crowd, he doesn't think any longer of the thing that they need. He thinks of what the crowd needs, what those people need.
And so he goes and he starts to teach. And he teaches and he teaches. And now it's getting late. The disciples say, okay, we started hungry, remember. Let's go send the people off so they can buy food because it's it's getting to be dinner time. And Jesus says to them this ridiculous thing. Well, why don't you give them something to eat? And they're like, what? are you kidding me? This would take half a year's wages to pay for the food for all these people. And of course, you'd have to go into the town to get it. And it's just, it's a very impractical plan. But Jesus doesn't give up on it right away. He says, well, what do you have? Go and see. Go and see what you have. And I love that they come back and they, he says, how many loaves do you have? They come back and they say, we have five loaves. But we also have two fish. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, why didn't you mention the fish? Uh, you know, that seems that seems like now the problem is solved. But they they do come back and they do this analysis. We in elsewhere in the Gospels, we you know hear that it's some young man who shared his lunch. But this we just we go out and we find we have five loaves and two fish, and there are thousands of people here. There's five thousand men plus women and children. And I heard a sermon preached on this one time that still irks me, even though it was preached years ago, because the pastor said the real miracle here is the miracle of generosity, that when people saw this sharing of the five loaves and two fish, they pulled out their secret stash of food and they all shared. Oh, I remember, that's actually in Barclay's commentary that he gives that, which is one of the problems I have with the commentary written by Barclay, is that he doesn't believe in miracles as far as I can tell. But if you look elsewhere in the Gospels, you see that they go and they try and make Jesus king because he has given them food because they, he has met their needs in a very practical way. So everyone who is there believes they saw a miracle. So if they were just sharing their food, that wouldn't happen. So instead, they break loaves, they thank God for what they have, and what they have is enough. I don't know if you have had a chance to see the providence of God in this way, but I have through a couple of the ministries that I've been involved in. I think of the college ministry that I did years ago, obviously in college, which is getting farther and farther ago. And we were an independent ministry, not associated with any of the particular college groups. It had split off from InterVarsity years before I was there and actually is now reassociated with them. But we had limited means in terms of what we had to spend money. We didn't really do an offering, and so we were largely supported by donations from our alumni. And we never asked for donations. We never sent out letters that asked for donations, but occasionally we needed funds for some particular project. And it always seemed that when we needed funds, we had a check for that amount come. Not like twice that amount, or not three times that amount, but a check just happened to be for about that amount would come right when we needed that money. And it was a wonderful experience in terms of understanding that God was looking out for us, looking out for this ministry. And I think here of the experience of these people, the experience of the the disciples who go out there and they start distributing bread and fish, and at what point do they realize they're not running out? How does this work? Where people are breaking off something and passing it, and there is more left. How long does it take until there's a murmur in the crowd that this five loaves and two fish is enough? But I think it starts with we have to give to God what we have. We have to start with where we are. 
and that when we give God what we have, his resources are enough. In fact, more than enough. They end up with leftovers uh, and no Tupperware, sadly. And then it continues on, Jesus walks on the water. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to Bethsaida while he dismissed the crowd. After leaving them, he went up on a mountainside to pray. Later that night, the boat was in the middle of the lake, and he was alone on land. He saw the disciples straining at the oars because the wind was against them. Shortly before dawn, he went out to them, walking on the lake. He was about to pass them by, but when they saw him walking on the lake, they thought he was a ghost. They cried out because they all saw him and were terrified. Immediately he spoke to them and said, "'Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid.' Then he climbed into the boat with them, and the wind died down. They were completely amazed, for they had not understood about the loaves. Their hearts were hardened. When they had crossed over, they landed at Gennesaret and anchored there. As soon as they got out of the boat, people recognized Jesus. They ran throughout the whole region and carried the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he went, into villages, towns, or countryside, they placed the sick in the marketplaces. They begged him to let them touch even the edge of his cloak, and all who touched it were healed. So this is a well-known story of Jesus walking in the water. This is a somewhat abbreviated story in Mark's version. Now, it's interesting that it doesn't include Peter calling out to tell me to walk on the water, since we believe that Mark got a lot of his stories from Peter. Peter might not tell that part of the story, uh, oddly enough. But I also wonder how many times the Bible says that the disciples were afraid. It is interesting to ask how many times that comes up, because it seems like it has come up repeatedly. And it's also interesting to see here that it says they didn't understand about the loaves. They didn't know what had happened. They may have been talking about it as they were off without Jesus. What happened? Well, what do you think happened? I don't know what happened. But the most obvious explanation, I don't know what the most obvious explanation, I started to say that sentence. I don't know what would be in that particular thing. So if you haven't heard the story of the feeding of the 5,000 or the feeding of the 4,000, you haven't been with Jesus all that long, you've been with him you know, maybe a couple of years, what would you think? What would your most obvious explanation be? Well, they were still trying to figure that out. But Jesus comes to them, and Jesus spends time in prayer, and there's, of course, always, and look for those days when Jesus spends time in prayer after a long, busy day or gets up early and goes to pray. Jesus undergirds his ministry with prayer, and that's a lesson for us, obviously, to do the same. And then Jesus lands with the disciples over at Gennesaret, and this is on the western edge of the lake. There's no sign of it anymore, but this is actually what gave the current name of the lake. Its name comes from this. It's a town in the old uh, tribe of Naphtali. I had to look that up, did not know that. But And then they jump back into it, right, all over again. They started this particular episode, they started this particular set of verses uh, tired and needing a break, and they really haven't gotten it yet except Jesus going off and taking some time by himself to pray. Even this trip across the lake, they were straining hard at the oars. So uh, they're working hard, but when they come and they land, there are more sick people. There are more people who need to hear the word of God, and so they jump right back into the ministry. 
With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God looks at your heart, not your gene size. Do you know the verses yet still stress over your body? Oh, I get it. I was raised in church, but I struggled with food, eating disorders, and my body for decades. I'm Heather Creekmore, host of the Compared To podcast, where we talk about all things body image and comparison from a biblical perspective. We get real about the pressure to focus on appearance in a culture where looks seem to matter most. Whether you're wrestling wrinkles or battling the scale, Compared To Who is the show for you. You'll laugh a little and be encouraged a lot. If you're ready to stop comparing and start living, visit lifeaudio.com to listen and subscribe.